Strike! BYU baseball heads back to the diamond. There's a ball hit very deep. Left fielder looking up, going back at the wall. It's out of here. And the Batcats are swinging for the fences. Center fielder going back. He's not going to get there. It's time for BYU baseball on the BYU Radio Sports Network. Play ball. Live coverage of BYU baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck, Reinhardt Oil, SAG Chevron, Foot Insurance, and Revere Health Orthopedics. Now, to get you ready for the first pitch, here's Brent Norton. Now, welcome Cougar baseball fans as the BYU Cougars, first time ever, Auburn and BYU on the baseball field from live from Auburn, Alabama as the Cougars and the uh, War Eagles take on in uh, game one of this three-game set. We had a chance a few minutes ago to sit down with Coach uh, Mike Littlewood and talk with him a little bit about uh, tonight's uh, game and the uh, the regular season so far, and uh, let's go to that interview now. Coach, last time we talked, I think we were like 8,000 miles away. We are in Honolulu, quite a road trip, but you've had a chance to regroup, get some practice in in Provo, and and now uh, facing one of the top teams in the nation, really undefeated, uh, playing very well. Yeah, they really are. They're, they're a confident team. They're an older team, a veteran team, similar to the two teams we just played, Hawaii and, and Cal State Northridge. They've got a veteran lineup, very, very aggressive lineup, and, and obviously on the pitching side, they're, they're overpowering. Um, a, a lot like A.J. Puckett and, and uh, Corbin Burns in our league last year. Who are, they're gonna, These guys are going to sit mid-90s with good secondary stuff, so it's going to be a challenge, but... It's kind of amazing. We were in Hawaii it's just, it seems like yesterday, really. But to turn around this trip we just talked about, I feel like the guys are, are we had a good practice last night at Auburn when we got in, flew in, uh, drove from Atlanta, and I feel like the guys are fresh and ready to go, so no excuses tonight. Well, the, uh, the good news, Kringlin back in the lineup, uh, nursing a little bit of a hammy issue, but he's back in. Bad news, Riley Gates, uh, unfortunately, a little problem in the shoulder. He's out for the year, so... I know you were kind of planning on him pretty much as your closer. Uh, unfortunate for Riley. Good news, he'll come back next year. So um, what do you feel about that? Well, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's depressing. Obviously, when you lose one of your guys, Riley, uh, you know, your closers on the pitching side is just like a, a starter or just like your three or four hitter in your lineup, just a, just a really key guy. And I told Riley, I mean, you know, he, he, he played a big role on the field, but we, we brought him on this trip. And I think he plays just a, a significant, as significant role off the field in his leadership, with his leadership skills. And in my initial conversation with him, um, it's going to be about a six-month recovery for him. Uh, just, just some shoulder issues that we, won't, we don't need to really go into. But he'll redshirt, medical redshirt, and come back, and he wants to play next year, which is, is exciting for us to have his leadership in the, in the bullpen. Um, you know, on, on the positive side, on our offensive side, Keaton's feeling healthy. I was actually in the weight room with Keaton um, a couple days ago, and he was squatting and, and look, looks good in there. And then Brennan Anderson's foot uh, feels b- better. Brennan's wearing a boot in the, during the daytime just to kind of take the pressure off that, that uh, Liz Frank injury. So he told me yesterday, he goes, Coach, I'm good for two on Saturday. So I said, well, okay, we'll see about that. But good to have both those guys and be at full strength on that side. But, yeah, kind of a little um, ding in our armor right now with, with Riley being out. So we might have to go match up a little bit more at the end of games. With Hawaii, uh, you split two and two. Uh, that fourth game, you, you used a lot of guys. I mean, you changed your lineup around, saw a lot of d- different guys on the mound. I know that's one thing you kind of wanted to accomplish over there. Yeah, I mean, we wanted to see James Barker and Justin Sterner and guys who hadn't thrown, Alex Perone, 
uh, guys with, with real big arms. I mean, those, those guys sit 80, 88, 90, but they need to learn how to use our secondary stuff. We wanted to throw them in a game and find out um, what they could do. And I talked to Justin Sterner before the series, and I said, hey, I'm trying to get you in in a, in a real positive situation, non-stress. But I said, over here, there might not be a non-stress situation. And, and he went in, and a, he threw to two batters, and, and it was a stress situation, did a good job. But um, hopefully they get that first one under their belt. Then when they get back on the mound, they, they feel good about things. But I think Colby Kelton, our, our freshman infielder utility guy, is the only guy that didn't get in on that entire trip out of the 31 we took. And so I feel good about that, just seeing how guys can play and w- what they can do. And really... That first time out in a, in a Cougar, I remember my first time wearing the BYU uniform. It just feels different. So to get that one under their belt for a lot of those guys was big for me. Five wins, three losses so far this year. Coming into this uh, series against Auburn, who's nationally ranked now, they played a little bit of a soft schedule, but they beat South Alabama, who's ranked 15th in the nation. They've now jumped into the national rankings. Uh, big series for you right now to, to kind of vaunt yourself into some home games starting next week. Well, this is a big series for us um, in a lot of different ways, and everybody talks about RPI, and I don't really buy into the RPI thing because in our league, I think you have to, unless your RPI is right around 40, you're not going to get an automatic bid anyway. But this this would be huge for us if we could win this series, um, find a way to sweep or win the series. I mean, that would be huge for our RPI, and going that's a, obviously that's a huge win for us, especially where they are right now. I'm surprised, honestly, that they're not ranked a little bit higher with, yeah. with those power arms that they have. I mean, we're going to see three guys that sit 92 miles an hour to 97 miles an hour. We've seen video, and it's not fake. It's 92 to 97, and they've got hard-breaking stuff. Casey Mize, the only saving grace for us tonight is Casey is on a little bit of a pitch count, we think, um, just from, from watching his outings. He's probably on a 50, 60, 70 pitch count. And so if we can run his pitch count up there just a little bit, but he's a strike thrower. I mean, he had 90 innings and eight walks last year. So he's going to come at you with fastballs and say, here it is, hit it, uh, throws a, a, a hard, hard split finger. Not an easy task for us tonight. Uh, might be a game that we're gonna, if we we're gonna win it, we might have to win three to one or, or something like that. So, really important for J- Jordan Wood to come out and give us a good, good outing this first game. Big time environment, SEC country. Been over to the ballpark. You you practice there. Nice facility. It's gonna be a lot of fun tonight. Big crowd. Good weather. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Gr- uh, it's great to be able to schedule teams like this. Well, and it really is, and I think the trip to Northridge, it was a 10-day trip, Northridge, Hawaii, back home, um, and then this trip, it really brings your team together. Uh, seven out of our eight games have been two runs or less, and um, you know the, the, the last game at Hawaii got away from us a little bit, and we lost 8-3, but we're learning how to compete, how to win those close games, how to be in uncomfortable situations and still still execute and produce. This is going to be a really uncomfortable uh, situation for us. We were over at Moe's Diner just right, right on campus, and a couple students came in, and they bought a, a bunch of pitchers of beer, and they said, hey, get ready to get yelled at tonight. And so that makes me smile because uh, I remember as a third baseman at BYU, I was always by the visiting team crowd and, and the dugout, and they, they just wear you out. So I like it, and, and I think this team in particular, how veteran we are, we're going to embrace that. We're not going to turn away from that. Should be a great weekend for Cougar Baseball. Coach, we'll talk to you on the postgame after the show. Okay, thanks a lot, Brent. All right, back here at Auburn, Alabama, as Coach Mike Littlewood gives you his thoughts uh, just prior to tonight's ball game. Uh, Auburn, again, nationally ranked 9-0. They are undefeated this year. Cougars come in 5-3 and and a three-game set here in Auburn, Alabama. Let's quickly go over the starting lineups. First for the Cougars, Brendan Anderson will lead it off. He'll play at second base. He'll be followed by Schneeman, the shortstop. Kringlin will play in left and bat third. Nate Favero, the 
uh, third baseman will bat cleanup. Hale bats fifth, plays in right field. Jake Brown, the DH, will bat sixth. David Kloss will be doing the catching. He will bat seventh. Brian Sue at first will bat eighth. Mitch McIntyre will be the center fielder. He will bat ninth. And Jordan Wood will pitch for the Cougars. And we are ready for the first pitch of the ballgame. As Casey Mize, the big right-hander for Auburn, first-team All-American last year, preseason All-American this year, first pitch is over for a call strike one. Anderson hitting 346 on the year with no home runs and three RBIs. Brennan... The senior at a Draper. There's a slider that just missed outside. A ball and a strike. Anderson, Schneeman, Kringland do up here in the first inning for the Cougars. Bright sunny day. Supposed to get a little cool tonight. Pitches up high for ball two. But not a cloud in the sky. Wind blowing a little bit out toward right field here. Very interesting ballpark. We'll go over that as we go through the game tonight. Anderson swings and misses at a fastball. And the count evens up at 2-2. Two and two. Anderson steps back in, right-handed hitter. 2-2 two, two pitch, a little bit low, ball three. As we've mentioned, uh, Mize has been on a pitch count his first two starts at 80. Now, they weren't sure if they were going to extend him a little bit tonight or not, but... Uh, Coach Littlewood talked about that a little bit. There's a pop-up foul over the Cougar dugout down the uh, first base side. 315 down the line here and left with a 30-foot wall that extends about a good 80 feet. And then it juts out to 385 in left center, 385 in straightaway center, 360 in the right center field alley, and 331 down the line in right. Pitch is over for a call. Strike three. Anderson goes down. Yeah, it looks like Anderson was caught guessing a little bit there. That was a good pitch to hit, but struck him out on it. Joined by Tuckett Slade here today is the Cougars director of baseball ops. Daniel Sneeman will step in, the shortstop. Sneeman takes the pitch, and that is down low ball one. Sneeman batting from the left side. Junior out of Chula Vista. He grounds one right to the first baseman who's got it. He'll step on the bag for the out. And quickly, two men down. Then he got ahead of himself right there with the changeup and looks like he uh, was able to just get too far out in front and ground out to first. Keaton Kringlin, who uh, battled a little bit of a hamstring injury the last couple of games, didn't have play in game four in Hawaii. He'll step in. Kringlin hitting 321. Keaton, I think the most alarming thing for him right now is only one RBI through the first eight games. This guy normally just an absolute arm RBI machine and the first pitch is over for a call strike. Yeah, it is kind of a shocker, but we fully expect him to be a big RBI guy as the year goes on. Here's the 0-1 pitch up and off the foot of Kringlin. And the count now goes to... Um, 0-2. Oh, Kringlin, the junior out of Cedar City, playing in left field today for BYU. Auburn with Brendan Venter at first, Luke Jarvis at second, Will Holland the shortstop, Josh Anthony at third base. Here's the pitch to Creighton. He swings and misses and goes down. Two strikeouts in the inning. 
by Casey Mize, and the Cougars are retired in order. We'll go to the bottom of the first on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Hey, Cougar Nation. It's Daniel Schneeman, shortstop at BYU, and you're listening to the new skin BYU Sports Network. All right, well, we'll go to the bottom of the first. Brent Norton, Tuckett Slade here in Auburn, Alabama. Cougars uh, retired in order in their top. And now Jordan Wood trying to do the same thing to these Auburn Tigers. Uh, Luke Jarvis will lead it off. He'll play at second base. He'll be followed by Stephen Williams, the right fielder, and then Brendan Venter at first base. Cougars defensively with Sue at first, Anderson at second, Sneeman at short, Favero at third. Kringland in left, McIntyre in center, Brock Hale in right, David Clausen behind the plate. And the first pitch is up high, ball one. There's a pitch hit slowly down toward Favero. Nate's up with it. He'll throw to first in time for the out. Yeah, real good pitch there by Wood. little outside fastball, a little bit of cut to it. And great play by Favero. One man out, and Stephen Williams will step in. Auburn, nine wins, no losses on the year. They're hitting 305 as a team. But their real strength is their pitching, 2.44 earned run average. They have been tied or behind in the eighth inning of five of their wins. So this team has come back strong late in games to win some games. They did that on a three-run home run against uh, South Alabama on Tuesday night. First pitch fouled off 0-1. Pitch from Wood is inside for a ball. Jordan Wood, no wins, no losses this year, but a 2.25 earned run average. Jordan Wood has been very good for BYU this year. Yeah, he's been the best pitcher so far on our staff early in this year through two starts. We really need him to set the tone early today. Wood in 12 innings has given up 14 hits, but only three runs. Has six strikeouts in those 14 innings. That ball hit pretty well. Left field up against the wall. Back goes Kringlin. He looks up, and that ball is a foul ball. Hit about three feet in front of the wall. It wasn't fouled by more than a foot or so. It would have been extra bases. And Kringlin right now really, like in Provo, struggling with that sun out there, as is Sneeman, the short stuff. Yeah. Tough sun right now. Another half hour probably until that's gone. Williams will step back in. He is a freshman of Albany, Georgia, gotten off to a good start, hitting 324. There's a ground ball foul down the first base side. Two balls, two strikes, one out. We're in the bottom of the first. First game of a three-game series against Auburn versus BYU. That ball hit pretty well. Left center field. Back goes Kringlin. Keaton's going to get there, reach up, and make the catch. Almost overran that ball. Yeah, he, he was, did. He was battling the wind and the sun and really made a good play and kind of had to reach back across his body to make the play. Yeah, he had a great angle to it, and all of a sudden he looks up and boom, there it was. <laughs> so it's a good thing he stopped when he did. It was like it came out of the yeah, sun all of a sudden. Exactly. You can see him out there kind of smiling. Of course, he's always got a big smile on his yeah. face and putting that glove up to try to – he's got his glasses on, but uh, – it looks like he might have taken him off now. I think he, he looked like he put him in his back yeah, pocket. Hard to tell. Two men out. Brendan Venter will step in, first baseman. He lines one down the third baseline foul. 
So 0-1 the count to Venton. He is uh, hitting 452. 6'2", 205-pound junior out of Flower Mound, Texas. And, of course, the Cougars have three players out of Flower Mound, the Jacobson brothers, and also Noah Hill. Yep. None of those guys are in the lineup, but uh, no doubt uh, Mr. Venter and those guys are well acquainted. There's a pop-up down the first base side. That ball's going to find the seats. Boy, what a difference from last week in Honolulu. That ball would have been in play and caught. Yeah, exactly. Huge foul ball territory in Hawaii. That's all those, why all those games are being played. Uh, such low-scoring ball games, really a pitcher's ballpark. I was talking to a couple of the Auburn radio guys before the game, and they said they had been there before. That ball hit very well. Deep left field. Back goes Kranglin. Kranglin looking up, and that ball is up, and short hops the wall. That will be a double by Brendan Venter. Just about the deepest part yeah, of the ballpark I mean, right if, there. If that's hit, you know, four feet to the left, it's probably off that big wall or maybe even high enough to get out of here. But, uh, yeah, that's a hard place to hit it. And Kringlin went a long way, had a good read on it, just couldn't get to it in time. Well, I'll tell you, Kringlin must feel like he's got a, something on his back out there. There's been about five yeah, balls hit at him. Foul exactly. balls. He's made a couple of good plays. So two-man out, and Connor Davis, Davis, a sophomore out of Roswell, Georgia, left fielder, steps in. Jordan Wood now from the stretch, first pitch. Good curveball over for a strike. And Wood's usually 88 to 92 in that range. Um, has a really good plus changeup, and that's what really keeps hitters off balance and gets him to get outs. No balls, one strike. Woods pitch. There's a good curveball again. He just kind of waved at 0-2. We were talking about the Les Murakami Stadium. They were mentioning they'd been there for a football game before and had gone over and seen the basketball or the uh, baseball facility, and they were amazed at how nice it was. And I said, and remember, that thing was built in 1984. Yeah, no kidding. That was back before they had facilities yeah, like that. Exactly. 0-2, another curveball. This one just off the plate to... David Clausen, the catcher. Yeah, Coach Pratt was saying that this yard, I think, was built in 97 or 98. And at that time, it was actually ranked the number one field in college baseball at that time. But it's amazing how facilities change. It's a beautiful yard here, but some of these other SEC yards, like LSU, that have 10,000 seats. One and two. Curveball outside, gets away from Clausen. Runner moves up. Ball bounced up off of Clausen. Bounced away from him a couple of feet. Good heads up base running by Brendan Venter. And he moves up to third base. Need Wood to make a big pitch right here and get out of this inning. No run scored. Davis steps back in. Big kid, 6'3", 222-pounder. And the pitch. Fastball, line foul down the right field line. And so we'll do it again. Cougars uh, in their road uh, grays with pinstripes and Auburn dressed in their all-whites here in the ballpark. Uh, Game two tomorrow will be 11 a.m. start in Provo. And we'll have both those games for you tomorrow on ESPN 960. Here's the pitch. Fastball grounded foul at the plate. 
tonight's game being streamed on BYU Radio, Sirius 143, as well as ESPN 960. And then tomorrow, the only place you'll be able to find us is on that ESPN signal at uh, 960 a.m. Foul ball there, got up and hit the... Davis in the leg, and he's taking his time. Umpire actually just called time to give him a little bit more time. Count still two balls, two strikes with uh, Josh Anthony on deck. Wood will work from the stretch with the runner at third base. And the pitch. Curveball fouled again down the line. Crowd uh, continuing to uh, work their way in on a 5 p.m. start here. Cent- Remember, Alabama is central time. Not all of Alabama, yeah. but Auburn is in central t- central time zone. Uh, Flew th- into Atlanta last night in the east and then uh, picked up an hour. Yeah, I kind of fooled with my timing yesterday. Pitch, fa- fastball, popped up down the first base side, and this one will fall into the crowd. Again, there's another Les Marikami out there in Hawaii last week, probably. This field, very traditionally, kind of like the same dimensions on the foul territory as our field at home. Very similar. This field uh, holds 4,100 people. Hitchcock Field here right on the campus. And again, the 2-2, a little bit outside for ball three. The big Auburn football stadium sitting right behind us. And also the basketball arena just uh, behind us to the uh, north a little bit. Beautiful campus here in Auburn, Alabama. 3-2. Curveball strike three called. Good pitch on the outside corner. And Davis goes down. And Auburn is retired. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left. We're through one. No score on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Well, we'll go to the second inning here from Auburn, Alabama. Brent Norton, Tuckett Slade, bringing you BYU Baseball here. Cougars 5-3 on the year. Auburn 9-0 on the year. And Nate Favero steps in. First pitch over for call strike one. Nate is uh, hitting 273 on the year with uh, five RBIs. Pitch is a little bit off the plate. One ball and one strike. I would imagine there's some Faveros in the crowd tonight. Uh, Nate from... Yeah. Vienna, Virginia. Quite a few of them here. And they travel well. And Ward's on the East Coast. I bet he's got people here that haven't ever seen him play a, a BYU game. Pitches swung on and missed. And the count one and ten. Boy, you can see Casey Mize, why he is so highly thought of. Big time velocity and great off speed stuff. Yeah, he's really attacking the zone right now. And so far, he showed the Cougs everything he has in his repertoire in the first two innings. Showing that splitter and changeup and slider and that fastball. He's attacked every hitter, first pitch fastballs for strikes and getting ahead early. First team All-American. Now, that's that's not easy. There are yeah. a lot of great pitchers out there. He was first team, and that is the third strikeout 
by the Cougars as Favero goes down on strikes, and that will bring Brock Hale to the plate. Favero completely fooled on that breaking pitch. And Hale will step in. Brock, another guy that's really got to get it going, hitting 194 on the year. This kid hit 395 last year, and the first pitch starts in with a breaking pitch, and it drops in over the outside corner for call strike one. Yeah, we really need Brock to get going. Coach actually dropped him a spot in the lineup to kind of put a little pressure off of him. There's a swing and a miss, and the count one and two. Hale, a senior out of Mesa, Arizona, does have a home run, has three RBIs, pitches up high. You're talking, he had a couple of balls in Hawaii that would have been out of, I think, almost any park in the nation, and and uh, the, he'll find this park a little more to yeah, his liking. Absolutely. That got into his head last week, that's for sure. Pitch to Brock is outside. So Brock Hale, one of the key elements of the offensive production of this year's team, will step back in. Here it is. Mize swings, or uh, uh, Hale swings and fouls it back into the catcher's glove and it pops out. So. Hale still in the uh, batter's box. Cougars in the first base dugout. The uh, Auburn Tigers down the third baseline. And the pitch out hit him. Came in. Looked like it might have got him on the elbow. Curveball that just got away from Casey Mize. And the Cougars have their first base runner. Mize really a strike thrower, I think, in 90 innings last year. He only walked eight batters, which is pretty phenomenal for the type of power pitcher that he is. Unreal. You'll take that on any pitching staff. Cougars, of course, the West Coast Conference champions last year. Made their way to the Stanford Regional. Won a game there before being eliminated by the Cardinal. They'll play the Cardinal a little later in the year in Stanford in a Tuesday game. They'll play three uh, Pac-12 schools in midweek games all on the road, Arizona, Cal, and Stanford this year. And the first pitch to Jake Brown is a curveball over for a call, strike one. Yeah, first inning he goes fastball, first pitch. This inning he's gone sliders for two of the three guys for first pitch strike. So really can throw what he wants right now. Brown batting from the left side. Here's the 0-1. That's inside for a ball. Brown, one of the four returning, recently returned missionaries on this team. Altogether, the, the Cougars on this team have 16 return missionaries. Barker, Brown, Larson, and Sterner are the four that have just recently returned. Pitches outside. And the count now 2-1 and one on uh, Jake Brown, who has swung the bat pretty well. He's kind of earned that D8 spot yeah, right now. Well, the DH really is still up for grabs. You know, coach is going to keep giving guys opportunities until somebody wants to step up and just take it. So far, Brown's getting this shot because he had a good weekend in Hawaii. Pitch is a swing, foul tip back into the catcher's glove. And the count evens up at two balls and two strikes. They're shading Brown into center field. Right fielder pulled well over into the right center field alley. And a swing and a miss, some kind of look almost like a straight change. 
And Brown goes down on strikes. That's the fourth strikeout for BYU in this ballgame. And that will bring Clawson to the plate. When you look at Mize this year, he's thrown 11 innings, has 16 strikeouts. He's walked two batters. And opponents are hitting 216 off him. He's given up eight hits, four runs. All four runs have been earned. As Lawson, the sophomore catcher out of Dana Point, steps in. First pitch, another curveball over for a strike. David hitting 280 as he comes to the plate. No home runs and four RBIs. And that ball hit. First baseman's got it on one hop. He'll step on the bag for the out. And the Cougars are retired here in the second. No runs, hits, or errors. One man left. We're through an inning and a half. No score. BYU and Auburn on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Bottom of the second inning. Cougars and the Tigers of Auburn. No score here at Hitchcock Field on the campus of Auburn. Auburn is about 100 miles from the Atlanta airport, almost directly southwest of Atlanta. Jordan Woods' first pitch over for a call strike one. As Josh Anthony, the third baseman in there, hitting 310, he's a senior out of Columbus, Georgia. There's the ball hit right back up and off of Wood's glove. Line shot. Boy, and Wood, uh, I think he's fortunate that it didn't hit him. Looked like it glanced off his glove. Looked like it went almost right through him. Yeah, he actually looked at his glove and he was frustrated like, ah, I should have caught that. Those are not easy plays. Brett Wright now steps in. He's the catcher for the Tigers. He is out of uh, New Caney, Texas, hitting 389, off to a great start this year. A couple of home runs, six RBIs. And the first pitch is outside for a ball. Auburn has played every game at home this year, except they're at South Alabama this last Tuesday. Came back and beat South Alabama, who's ranked 15th in the nation. It's one thing about most SEC schools. They pretty much play the whole preseason at home. They rarely have to travel. They're at UAB next Tuesday, and then they host Northeastern, Georgia Tech, Memphis, and Texas A&M before finally going back out on the road. Pitches a a curveball that's outside for ball two. Quick throw down to first base and back in safely is Josh Anthony. He's got one stolen base on the year. This team doesn't run a whole lot. They've got seven steals and... Ten attempts. And here is the 2-0. That's inside for ball three. Yeah, when we're going through the scouting reports, you're like, wow, they, they don't run a ton. For got, they got a bunch of kind of bigger guys, but they have some athletic kids that look like they can run, but they're very selective in when they want to run. They do a good job of kind of p- picking the counts and, and whatnot and timings. Three balls, no strikes to Brett Wright. He is a J.C. transfer here. And that pitch is a little bit low for a ball four, so a single and a walk. 
And Auburn with runners at first and second base, nobody out. Jay Estes out of Crawfordville, Florida will step in. He's hitting 250 on the air with five RBIs. And I think early in the game, probably a probably a bunt situation. Yeah, you would think so, but you know, in the SEC they play power arms and power bats, so you'll be interested to see how they play it. So Estes steps in. And Jordan Wood will work from the stretch. Here's the pitch. There's a bunt attempt. Gets away from the catcher, David Clawson. I think David just kind of peeked up, looked at the base runners, got away from him off the end of the glove. It looks like he's broken his glove again. He, He broke his glove in Hawaii. And it looks like he's going over to the dugout for another glove. Boy, that is an unfortunate uh, break right there, or instant for BYU, and a big break for Auburn as they now have runners in scoring position. And, yeah, Clawson's got himself another glove. Yeah, well, now we know that that's why it was a pass ball. It went right through the web of his glove. Now Estes steps in. With runners in scoring position, Cougars playing back in the infield. We'll only go up the early run for the out. And there's a little pop-up. Over comes, uh, that goes uh, Sue. He's got it. Runner at third base has nowhere to go. The ball was in fair territory, but only about uh, five feet out on the outfield grass. Sue made the play easily, one man down. Yeah, big pitch right there by Jordan to keep that fly ball in the infield. See if he can do it again. Edward Julian now, the DH, steps in. He is a freshman out of Quebec, Canada, hitting 278. Seems like a type of hitter that can run a little bit and wouldn't be surprised if maybe he tries to do a little safety squeeze or a push bunt to steal a run or two here. Julian steps in. He bats from the left side. And Jordan Wood from the stretch. Good curveball. Checked his swing, but went around 0-1. Julian wearing number 10 on the back of that jersey. Really crowding the plate from the left side. Yeah, it really is. And here is Woods 0-1. Came back with a curveball again, and this one's fouled off. Down the third base side. So Jordan Wood working hard here to get himself out of this jam. Wind has picked up a little bit since the game started blowing out toward right field here in Auburn. Another action around the conference. Uh, Xavier is visiting St. Mary's tonight, or this afternoon, I might say. Pitches outside as uh, St. Mary's doesn't have any lights. Bakersfield at Portland, Indiana at San Diego. Pacific is at Cal Poly. Uh, San Francisco, UC Riverside, Utah visiting Santa Clara tonight. LMU is at Hawaii. LMU did beat Hawaii last night. And Milwaukee and Gonzaga, interesting. It's already canceled because of weather. Oh, wow. I got that uh, schedule yesterday. That ball hit very well. Deep right field. This ball is out of here. Well, you can see that wind as soon as that ball was hit. Yeah. It really gave it a boost. Yeah. Julian, with his first home run of his collegiate career, has put Auburn up on top three to nothing. Yeah, hanging breaking ball. He got a lot of a lot of that and hit it well. Tough break for Wood there.
335 down the line. That ball was probably hit 360 feet. Just enough to get it out of the ballpark yep. and give Auburn the quick lead. First number 17, Will Holland. So the single and the walk have really turned around to cost Wood here early. First pitch outside to Will Holland, the shortstop. Holland, a uh, sophomore out of Lawrenceville, Georgia, takes another pitch outside for ball two. Yeah, right now this inning fastball command hasn't been great for Jordan. He's been trying to rely on the breaking ball. 2-0 pitch, down low, ball three. Because on the walk that he had the second batter, it was four straight fastballs. That only, three of them weren't even close. Wood coming into the night only giving up one walk in 12 yeah. innings. 3-0, there's a pitch that's over. Three balls and a strike. In action earlier this week, uh, Santa Clara beat, uh, beat Nevada 6-4. Sac State beat Pacific 9-2 as the pitch is fouled off. And uh, USC beat LMU by a score of 3-2. And in, uh, for West Coast Conference teams, uh, San Diego leads the conference right now in non-conference action. Seven wins, two losses. Santa Clara at 5-3. And, and the Cougars are also at 5-3. and three. There's the pitch. It's down low for ball four. So two walks in the inning. A single and a home run, and Jordan Wood really struggling. David Clausen going out to have a talk with his uh, right-hander. Top of the order, Luke Jarvis steps in. Jarvis grounded out to Favero his first time up. Jordan Wood has got the sign, looks in, runner at first holds, and the first pitch is over for a strike. Got much better command of that breaking ball yeah, right does, now yeah. than he does his fastball. Which he's been able to really pound his fastball his first two starts, so it's kind of weird to see that. Big names have played here at Auburn, including Bo Jackson, Frank Thomas, Tim Hudson, Josh Donaldson, Greg Olson, just to name a few big leaguers that you might have uh, recognized. A ball and a strike now on uh, Luke Jarvis. Jordan Wood from the stretch. There goes the runner. Pitches line down to Favero. He's got it. Catches it on the line drive. He'll throw to first and double up the base runner. And that's going to do it for Auburn in the inning. They got three runs. They got those three runs on two base hits. There were no errors and nobody left. We're through two complete. Auburn three. BYU nothing on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. What's up, BYU fans? This is second baseman Brennan Anderson, and you're here listening on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Brian Sue's going to lead it off for the Cougars. We go to the third. Cougars down three to nothing to Auburn. First game of a three-game set tomorrow, 11 a.m. Utah time. These same two teams will play, and then they'll follow that one up with another one tomorrow, doubleheader tomorrow, before the Cougars return home Sunday morning. Sue steps in. He leads the Cougars with a 476 average off to a 
tremendous start. First pitch down low, ball one. Sue really known more for his defensive skills, but he's gotten off to a great start this year for BYU offensively. Swing and a miss, one ball and one strike. Brian Sue came to the Cougars as a third baseman. Yeah. Had a labrum problem. It's really uh, made it tough for him to throw, so they've moved him to first. Pitches outside for a ball, two and one. Yeah, he kind of got sick over the weekend in Hawaii, so he was only able to play one game against them, but feeling much better and wanted to have a big weekend. Here's 2-1. Sue grounds the ball right out to the third. Oh, off the foot and off the glove of the third baseman. I'm sure they'll go air there. As Josh Anthony, that was a prime example of letting a ball play you. Yeah, he Should have charged did. it or backed up a couple of steps. He was on his heels and struggled from the get-go. You could tell. He wasn't comfortable with that ground ball right away. Cougars with a base runner and Mitch McIntyre. Freshman out of Stansbury High School in Tooele. Who has uh, been, last few games, a fixture out there in center field for the Cougars. Steps in. First pitch outside, ball one. McIntyre was kind of buried on the depth chart. Really came on when... uh, after the Christmas break when practice started, and this young man is uh, taking advantage of the opportunity. He's hitting 308. Has a home run, five RBIs. Little spark plug. Plays the game hard. And really, really run well. Pitch is over for a strike. You know, Kyle Dean, you've got him. You've got McIntyre, Brown. you got all those guys kind of in the mix for yeah. that center field DH type slot. I'm sure you're going to see a lot of all of those guys this year. There goes the runner, and McIntyre swings. Sue slides in, and they call him out. Wow, I thought he beat it. Boy, it looked like he got his hand in front of the tag. The ball was thrown to the second base side of the bag, but the second base umpire out there, Kenny Fitz, called him out. Two men out. Or check that one man out. Coach Littlewood must have liked... Uh, the ability for him to maybe steal that base. Sue has decent speed. McIntyre strikes out on a fastball on the inside corner. Yeah, well, out. I think that might have been a hit and run because McIntyre swung through it, yeah. and the guy threw a changeup that ran away from McIntyre, and really good pitch for the catcher to throw on. Two men out. Anderson steps in now for the Cougars. He struck out looking his first time up. Pitch to Brennan, checked his swing, and that pitch is over for a strike. Jeff Head is the home plate umpire. David Savage at uh, first base, Fitz at second, and Daniel Cricks at third base. There's a breaking pitch. It's outside. (laughs) One ball, one strike on the Cougar second baseman. Anderson checks his swing on a curveball. Boy, we're seeing a lot of that out of the Cougars here. You start looking for a 96-mile-an-hour fastball, he throws that curveball at you. Pretty tough to uh, not swing at that pitch. Two balls, two strikes. Or one ball, two strikes, two out. Fastball, and that is outside for a ball. Two and two. Here is the pitch. 
Again, same pitch off the plate. Anderson just can't hold up. And that is a strike swinging. Cougars down again here in the third. No runs, no hits, one error, nobody left. We're through two and a half, three nothing Auburn over BYU on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Back here in Auburn, we go to the bottom of the third. Auburn up three nothing. And Jordan Wood on the hill for the Cougars. Gave up three on a three-run home run in the second. First pitch down low, ball one. Stephen Williams, the hitter. Williams lined out to left fielder Keaton Kringlin. His first time up, there's a ground ball right to Sue at first base. He's got it. He'll step on the bag for the out. One man out, and Brendan Venter will come to the plate. Venter doubled into the left field corner, or alley. I call it a corner because it's weird. It goes from the line about 80 feet. It's, it goes straight across, and then it goes back literally 50 feet almost straight back. Very interesting little uh, uh, corner here in the ballpark. Venter, 452 average coming into this ball game. And the first pitch from Jordan Wood, over four, call strike one. The pitch is inside. And the count goes to one ball and one strike here. In the bottom of the third, Venter. The junior out of Flower Mound, Texas. Good curveball there at 82. Catches the outside corner. Cougars planning very deep in the outfield, especially Kringlin and left with that short porch out there. Pitches outside in the dirt. And the count evens up at two balls, two strikes. Here's Woods' pitch, fastball. This one hit hard to Favero. Favero's got it, throws him out. Well, Wood throwing 89 there on the fastball, so he's got pretty good velocity, but he just hasn't been able to spot that fastball today. He's really struggled with his command, with his hard stuff. And uh, if he can do that, I think he can be successful here tonight. Absolutely. That's the biggest problem right now. He's falling behind because his fastball's been a ball. He uh, gets command of that. Could really cruise here for the next few innings. Connor Davis now steps in. Davis struck out looking his first time up. And the first pitch from Jordan Wood down low, ball one. The last pitch was Wood's 50th of the game. One ball, no strikes. And that is a fastball, and that's over. A ball and a strike on Davis. He is out of Roswell, Georgia. I find it interesting that they have more kids from Georgia on this team than they do Alabama. Yeah, they really, they, like you said earlier, it kind of shocked me. I didn't expect that. Pitches up high, two and one. Goes Three nothing, Auburn up over BYU as we play the bottom of the third inning. 
Pitch is lined into right center field. That's going to land in front of Brock Hale. So a two-out single on a ball hit hard by Davis, and that will bring Josh Anthony to the plate. He singled his first time up. Hit it right back up the middle. Anthony uh, committed an error in the last half inning at third base. Auburn now three runs on four hits. And the Cougars still looking for their first base hit. First pitch, 90-mile-an-hour fastball, just a little bit high for ball one. Runner at first base, two-man out. And here's the pitch. Ball grounded foul down the third base side over into the Auburn dugout. Auburn currently ranked 18th in the nation as they jumped into the rankings after a 9-0 start. This is the first meeting ever between these two schools. That makes it a lot of fun, that's for sure. See something you've never seen before. Pitch is hit hard right at Schneeman. He's got it. He'll shovel the ball to Anderson second base, and that'll do it. Auburn retired here in the inning. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one man left. We are through three now. And the score is Auburn 3, BYU nothing on your BYU or your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. We'll go to the fourth inning. Sneeman will lead it off for the Cougars. He'll be followed by Kringlin and then Favero. Cougars looking to get something going. They've had a, a hit batter and been on by way of an error but have not really threatened. Casey Mize, one of the top uh, pitchers in college baseball. And the first pitch to Schneeman's down low, ball one. Yeah, so far we kind of just let Mize do what he's want to do, just need to get back to our attack mode. Schneeman, little looper, center fielder coming in hard. Shortstop going out. Shortstop makes the play in shallow center field. The one man out, and Kringlin will come up. You know, Mize, you think you hear him throwing 95, 97, more of a power pitcher, but I think we've actually seen more off-speed stuff than we've seen fastballs so far here tonight. For sure. We came in expecting him to come out with us with a lot of fastballs, but it's kind of been the end of the way around. He's really feeling good about that breaking ball. He's throwing a ton. Kringlin steps in, struck out his first time up, and Kringlin skies one. Shortstop, now second baseman calling him off right behind the bag at second base. And he makes a catch, four out number two. So quickly, what, three pitches, two outs here in the top of the fourth. Well, that's definitely something you don't want to do in an inning where you know he kind of has a small of a pitch count, right? 75-80, three pitches, two outs. That doesn't really help getting him out of the game. Well, Coach Littlewood talked about that on the pregame show, hoping that they could get that pitch count up a little bit. But uh, so far, Mize is, you know, we've talked about a strike machine, and he's showing it here again tonight. Pitch to Favero is over for a strike. Here's the 0-1. Swing and a miss. 0-2. 88-mile-an-hour slider there by Casey Mize. 
As he's throwing the ball very well here tonight. Favero fouls one at the plate. And he stays alive. Favero will be followed by Brock Hale. The next pitch is Mize's 50th of the game. As Mize uh, in the fourth inning has thrown 49 pitches so far. And here's number 50, and Favero fouls this one off down the first base side. As we talked about uh, in Hawaii, the Cougars with the optic yellow bats this year. They love them. I have to admit, they look pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, <coughs> kind the, of hi- the highlighter yeah. yellow. Yeah, they really Whatever are. You want exactly. To call it. <laughs> I like the highlighter yellow. It's good, good rolling product. Pitch to Favero's up high. Part of our contract and what the SEC uh, makes sure that happens every time a team comes in is we actually have to get our bats tested, just like in a regional. So this morning we had to go through that process. Pitch to Favero. He swings and misses. Goes down for the second time in the game. Curves retired in order. No runs, hits, or errors. We're through three and a half. Three-nothing Auburn over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Ten-second break for a station ID. We go to the bottom of the fourth. Brett Wright will lead it off. He's the catcher for Auburn. First pitch inside, ball one. Brent Norton. Tuckett Slade here, Mike Seid, bringing you BYU baseball against the Auburn Tigers from Auburn, Alabama. The 1-0 pitch outside for ball two. Wright uh, walked his last uh, time up and then came in on the three-run home run off the bat of Julian. That's been the only score of the ball game, 3-0. Now Wood uh, rocks and fires, and that pitch is way outside for ball four. Her ball three. So that's seven straight balls to this batter. For some reason, I don't like, he must not like the way he looks in the box. I don't no. know. 3 0 pitch. That's high and tight. Ball four. So Wright walks for the second time. He hasn't seen a strike tonight. No, he hasn't. And Jay Estes, the senior, will come up. He popped up to Sue at first base his first time up there. Boy, you just can't afford free bases when you got a guy like Mize on the other hill that you know is not going to give up a whole lot of runs. Exactly. You've already spotted them three. <laughs> and Estes will step in. He's a 250 hitter. And here is the pitch. That's way outside. Gets past the catcher. Curveball. Really not even close. That's a wild pitch from Jordan Wood. And the Cougars, Jeremy Thomas, pitching coach now out to have a chat with his right-hander. Cougars uh, tomorrow will throw Hayden Rogers. He's going to throw in game two. They're going to sit Ryan Brady, who uh, is normally the number two starter, the freshman out of Park City. He's going to sit. And Rogers is going to get the call in game two, and then uh, Kenny Sines will get the call in game three. And I don't know if you noticed, Tuck, that these lights here are just like the lights we saw at Stanford. They they have a, a little shield on the top of them. You wouldn't even know that the lights are on. Yeah. It's, they are the coolest lights. Yeah, they're, they're different. They, they, they face straight down instead of kind of yeah. out like the older lights. 
And uh, But, boy, they do a great job. There's a bunt down the third baseline. Up that is Favero. will throw him out, but the runner moves up to third base on the sacrifice bunt by Estes. Just now they have a little shroud on them on the top, and it's amazing how well they light the field. Yeah, they're, um, they're LED light. Yeah, and, and they just uh, they do it because they don't, you know, uh, a lot of these lights are so obnoxious to the neighborhoods and things around. Yeah. But these things are just absolutely incredible. First place I saw them was last year at Stanford when we were down there for the regional. Edward Julian now, the three-run home run, his first time up steps in. And the first pitch, swing and a miss for strike one. Julian out of Quebec, Canada. 6'3", 185-pounder. His first collegiate home run. He hit it over the right field wall. And the pitch. Curveball just a little bit low. Cougars have brought the left side of the infield in. They keep uh, the right side, Anderson and Subak. So a ground ball hit out to the second base side. Should score the run. Here's the pitch from Wood. Hit very well against center field. This one, McIntyre going back just short of the warning track. He'll make the catch. And Julian quite a day as he's got all four RBIs in the ballgame. That was a great approach right there. Didn't try to do too much. Got a breaking ball and was able to put a good piece to it to the middle of the field and driving a run. Well, he had five RBIs coming into the ballgame. He's got four tonight. Yeah, that was a guy in the scouting report that, when I look at it, didn't think he'd do a lot of damage tonight. There's a bunch of other guys with more RBIs and, and better averages, but he's doing his job. Will Holland steps in, the shortstop, and the first pitch is over for a strike. Holland, a sophomore out of Lawrenceville, Georgia. One home run, seven RBIs on the year, and that one's over for a strike. 0-2. Oh Auburn 10 and 0 or 9 and 0 this year. Coming into tonight's game, pitches outside for a ball. Wood still good velocity throwing the ball up there at 89-90. But as we talked about, just location has been the issue for Jordan Wood. That pitches down low for ball 2. Yeah, just falling behind when he misses with his fastball, and they're making him pay a little bit. But really, they've just been really efficient with, you know, his bad location in getting runners on and finding a way to score them. Swing and a miss. Strikeout of Holland, and that will do it for Auburn. They did get one run. No hits, no errors, nobody left. We're through four complete now. Auburn four. And BYU nothing on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, Cougar fans, this is outfielder Brock Hale. You're listening to BYU Baseball on New Skin BYU Sports Network. Well, Brock Hale, who you just heard on the little promos, coming to the plate for the Cougars, trying to get something going here for BYU. As they have totally been uh, lights out by uh, Casey Mize. We knew this kid was good. And he's been awfully good here tonight. 
against the Cougars. First pitch to Hale is inside ball 192 on the fastball by Mice. Yeah, the guys just get it, got to get back to their approach, you know, get the fastball in the zone to hit and, and lay off that slider that we'll be swinging at that's a ball. There's a slider, and that drops in for a strike, a ball and a strike. Mize with seven strikeouts through four innings. Here's the pitch to Brock Hale, and that is down low for ball two. Hale, Brown, and Clausen do up here in the fifth for BYU. Mize's pitch is a little bit outside for ball three. Curious to see if he's going to challenge Brock here with the fastball, if he's going to try to throw a slider to catch him off on 3-1, see if he'll swing through it. 3-1. Big swing by Hale. He fouls it off down the third base side. Here in the ballpark, they've got artificial turf everywhere in foul territory. And they've got grass everywhere in fair territory. So it's kind of interesting now they've done it, They and they... they the outfield ring is kind of a purple color. It doesn't look like dirt. It almost looks like a, I don't know, what, what color is that? Yeah, a brown. Oh. Looks Hale like a. swings and misses eight strikeout by Mice. Kind of an eggplant, if you know eggplant. Yeah, there you go. I like that. <laughs> Jake Brown now will step in. Jake Brown, he struck out his first time up there, and the first pitch is inside, ball one. Pitch to Brown, a swing and a miss, off speed. Boy, he's got, just got the Cougar hitters so off balance. Oh, he really does. There's not been a ton of good swings today so far. Here's the pitch to Brown, and that's inside. Two balls and one strike. Clausen on deck. As the Cougars trying to figure something out here against uh, Casey Mize, first-team All-American last year, and off to a 2-0 start this year. Pitch inside for ball three, three, and one. So it just went 87 miles an hour backdoor slider for a ball, and then 95 up and in. Be nice to go to. <laughs> Be nice to have that in your repertoire. The pitch is a fastball on the outside corner at 94. I mean, the Cougars knew coming in that this was going to be a, a challenge against Mize. And all three of their starters throw, you know, low to mid-90s. Pitch way inside. And Brown walks. So the Cougars get another base runner. That's their third base runner of the evening. Mize hit Brock Hale in the second. Ryan Sue is on by way of an error, the third baseman in the third, and then the walk right there to Brown. Clausen grounded out his first time up, back to the first baseman. Boy, this is the kind of ballpark Clausen could just have a big day in as fouls the first pitch off. I was going to say, the right fielder is actually playing really shallow for a guy like Clausen, especially with that wind kind of pushing it yeah, to right. No doubt. He can turn on 92, 95, and 
It really do be, some damage. It could be gone in a hurry. Yeah. Could use it right about now. Lawson steps back in. Here's the 0-1. Big swing, fouled it off. Boy, he's right on him. David looking very good at the plate. And now 0-2. Boy, you just don't know what's coming. Yeah, he's at the point in this game where he can go to any pitch he wants right here. Anything. No balls. Two strikes. One man out. One man on. And Lawson fouls that one at the plate. Looked like he swung in a pitch. It might have been out of the zone a little bit, but just got a piece of it to stay alive. Yeah, change up that was up. That would have been a ball, but. Here's the pitch. Clausen, fly ball, left field. Left fielder coming over. Calling everybody off. Makes the play for out number two. Two men down, and Brian Sue will come up. Yeah, D.C. got three good pitches to hit that inning. First baseman, number 13, Brian Sue. Stuhl step in. He was on by way of an error. Clawson just missed that one, got a little bit under it. Skied it to left. And Sue takes that uh, big curveball on the outside corner for call strike one. Sue bunts the ball down the third baseline. That's foul. Not a bad idea. No, I love that idea. Way back. And I absolutely love that idea. Sue just couldn't keep it in play. Just need to get the pressure off. You know, guys just need to go up there and just find a way to relax and get back to what makes them good. Yeah, they're facing a really good pitcher, but it seems like every swing so far, they're just behind and they're a little tight, a little too tight right now. That's what happens when you get a guy kind of dominating. Sure. You, boy, you just go up there grinding instead of relaxing and just you know trying to hit the ball back up the middle, put the ball in place somewhere, pitches up high for a ball. Those are really hard slider. I mean, it's 85-87 on a slider. There's a lot of Division One pitchers who don't have a fastball that throw that hard. Pitch to Sue is up high for ball. And the count now two and two on Brian Sue, the Cougar first baseman. Uh, Sue, a junior out of San Ramon, California, leading the Cougars right now, hitting at uh, 476 coming into the ballgame. He's 0 for 1 today. Sue hits the ball hard, but right at the shortstop, who's got it, and he'll throw Brian out for the third out of the inning. Cougars retired here in the fifth. No runs, hits, or errors. One man left. We're through four and a half. Auburn over BYU on your Cougar Baseball Radio Network. We go to the bottom of the fifth. Brent Norton, Tuckett Slade here in Auburn, Alabama. And it's been all Auburn so far. Casey Mize has thrown a no-hitter through the first uh, five innings that he's faced BYU. And Jordan Woods' first pitch to the leadoff hitter Luke Jarvis is fouled down the third baseline for strike one. Jarvis is 0 for 2. He's grounded out and lined out in the ballgame. Both times to third baseman Nate Favero. Here's the 0-1. A little bit high. One ball and one strike. 
Swing and a miss. One and two. Really, really good. Sharp breaking ball right there by Jordan. Tomorrow, 11 a.m. Utah time. The two teams will start a doubleheader. We'll have both those games for you here on AM 960. Swing and a miss. Another good breaking pitch. And Wood with a strikeout. Four out number one here in the fifth. Looks like there must be some uh, a lot of rain in the, the Bay Area with Utah-Santa Clara game postponed and now the Xavier-St. Mary's game. So, Well, I remember last spring in the Bay Area. Yeah, it, was it, was unbelievable. A, it was a mess. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'll never forget that uh, San Jose State series. First pitch to Stephen Williams is down low, ball one. Well, they need it. They've had an awfully... Uh, Dry year so far, and I, I hear we're supposed to hit, get hit with a bunch of snow tomorrow and Sunday. Pepperdine leading number 18, East Carolina, 4-2. That game in the bottom of the eighth inning. Update for you tonight. Pitch is a little bit low for ball three. Williams, the freshman. Out of Albany, Georgia, takes a strike. He is 0 for 2 today. Woods given up four runs on four hits. All runs have been earned. And he gives up another walk. A one-out walk here in the fifth. And the number three hitter, Brendan Venter, will step in. Well, in every walk that he's had this this game has come back to bite him. That's his fourth walk of the ball game in four plus innings. And Venter, who has doubled and grounded out, steps in. Both teams have left two men on base so far here in the game. And the first pitch is a breaking ball outside, ball one. You know, it's not like Jordan Wood's been terrible, but you can just see that he's uneasy. He's not comfortable. For sure. It's definitely kind of a weird feeling watching his body language and everything. He just can't quite find the feel of the pitches right now. Number 41, Kendall Nuts warming in the BYU bullpen. Here's the pitch, and that's outside. Boy, you can just see when you can't throw that fastball for a strike, uh, you know, it just makes everything else that much more difficult really on the does. mound. It really does. Moat's starting to warm up for the Cougars down in the uh, right field power alley. And here's the pitch. Checked his swing. Ball hit over into the uh, BYU dugout. And the count now 2-1. and one. One man out here in the bottom of the fifth inning. It also shows you how good a stuff Jordan really has because he doesn't have his best stuff tonight. But what he has, he's still able to compete and keep us in this game. Yeah, I mean, it's he, only four runs. I mean, one pitch. Yeah, exactly. Three run home yeah, really. run. One bad pitch. Exactly. You're right there. Here's the 2-1. Swing and a miss. Throw down to first. Runner back in safely. And the count evens up at 2-2. Two and two. Good crowd in the ballpark. This ballpark holds a little over 4,000. 
I would say there's at least 3,000 here, maybe 3,200. Plus a couple hundred up on the parking structure that they're not counting. Yeah, they have a huge parking structure, three level, <laughs> and it's free, so I guess that's the motivation, yeah. but, but it's full. 2-2 two, two pitch outside, ball three. Be kind of a cool place to watch a game. Tomorrow they're playing a big uh, SEC basketball game here at 2.30 in the afternoon. So they think they'll have a pretty good crowd for game one. They're not too sure about game two. There's a line drive. That ball with the runner going, going to drop in front of McIntyre, the center fielder. So runners at the corners. They go hit, or they, they start the runner on 3-2. And Venner didn't hit it hard, but uh, looped it over the shortstop Sneeman's head. And Auburn with runners at the corners, one man out. That will bring Connor Davis to the plate. He struck out looking in the first and singled in the third. Boy, Davis, a big kid. Yeah, he really is. Got him listed at 6'3", 230, but, man, he looks bigger than that. Yeah, he doesn't run very well, so he's a guy that we definitely could get to double up. be nice to get a ending-inning double play here. Davis, a sophomore, hitting 321 on the year. As Jordan Wood with Moats warming. Really needs a ground ball right here at somebody. And the first pitch popped up foul back right over the top of the press box here for strike one. Now the Cougars and the pros, there's a bunch of them that are currently working their way up the ladder of professional baseball. Good luck to them is what, in their second week of uh, spring training now. You know Adam Law got an at-bat with the Mariners. Yes, yeah, so I'm uh, going to see that last night. Last night. Late in a Mariners uh, game. Ball grounded out toward Favero. He's got it on to second for one. The return to first in time for the double play. Ball not hit hard, but as we mentioned, Davis doesn't run well, and the Cougars were able to double him up. And the Cougars get out of a jam here in the fifth. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left. We are through five complete, 4 nothing Auburn over BYU. On your Cougar base, on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. We'll go to the sixth inning. 4 nothing Auburn over BYU. Mitch McIntyre, ninth hitter in the order for the Cougars, steps in. First pitch, hits hard. First baseman, gloves it, knocks it down. Pick, no, can't pick it up. And McIntyre across the bag. You know, I had a tough play. It was. I don't know what they're going to do. I would imagine they're going to go yeah, air there. Yeah, definitely go air. Yeah, definitely would. He's so got a no-hitter going. The, yeah, the, the home <laughs> book's going to give him an air for sure. Well, I was going to say that, but I didn't dare say it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, tough play. Kind of a short hop. It came up off his glove and then off his chest. Yeah. He went over and tried to stab at the ball. He saw McIntyre coming hard down the line, knew he had to hurry, and he just couldn't pick it up. So McIntyre. On at first base for the Cougars in the top of the order. Brandon Anderson coming up. See if we can get something going now. we got a base runner. Brandon Anderson, two strikeouts in the ballgame. First pitch, down low, ball one. 
Brennan struck out swinging in the first, struck out looking in the third. Yeah, and he's swinging at sliders that haven't been strikes, so it was good to see him take that first pitch slider down. Anderson back in, but not before a quick throw to first. McIntyre, good speed. I don't think you're going to see him going here down four. No, I doubt it. Although I think Coach Littlewood, uh, you know, I think Wise isn't the quickest guy to the plate. Pitches up high for ball two to Anderson. He's not quick because he's big and tall, but he makes up for it when he can throw 95 to the plate, so it gets yeah. there a little bit quicker. But A little bit of a slide step, yeah, you know, sure. with a guy on base. You can see this kid is well-refined, been well-coached. And they're talking about him being possibly the first pick in the draft with that his kind of arm yep. pitches up high, ball three. So that just tells you kind of what the Cougars are going up against here tonight. Exactly. And why he's so good is, like you've seen, how many walks has he had in his career uh, last year alone in 90 innings? Eight, eight walks. Right. You know, had the one hit by pitch today, but he pounds his own with every pitch. There's, you know, 15 guys in the stands here watching him, and you see 95 with that command. It's always nice to see. Three balls, no strikes, Anderson taking here, I'm sure, and that's over for a strike at 92. The bullpen for Auburn going to get a little busy. Not sure about the pitch count tonight for him. He's been at a pitch count of 80 here early in the year. And Anderson hits his ball, rockets at the deep center, center fielder going back, looking up, that's over his head, up against the wall. McIntyre is going to hold at third base, and Anderson with a double. First hit of the ball game for BYU. And the Cougars with runners at second and third. Nobody out. Anderson rocks one to deep center field. Yeah, got a fastball at 3-2, and he hammered it. Center fielder didn't get a great jump. Mitch actually got a really bad read at first. He wasn't sure if the center fielder was going to go back and catch it. So he actually got to second and stopped. And then the ball got over and then had to take off. If he had just kind of seen that and kept going, he probably would have scored easy. Normally, McIntyre scores easily oh, with, sure. with, it, with his wheels. But like you said, hey, you're down 4 nothing, Boy, for it's sure. station to station at that point. Head coach now out talking with uh, Casey Mize as he gives up a, a – there's an error on the first baseman, and he gives up his first hit of the ball game, a double by Anderson. Schneeman due up for BYU as the Cougars threatening here in the sixth inning. Yeah, I mentioned big. earlier, for those of you just tuning in, Riley Gates, the Cougars' closer last year, closer this year, is down for the year. Had some injured injury to his shoulder. He pitched a little bit in Hawaii, a little at Cal State Northridge, but uh, they checked him out, and he's done. He's done for the year. Hopefully we'll see him back next year, uh, uh, give him a few months, a little rehab, and uh, tell you, there's nobody that works harder than Riley Gates or loves the game more yeah. than Riley Gates. Uh, love to see him come back. Definitely a big blow, that's for sure. But, you know, he's excited about the rehab process and getting stronger and says, I'm going to be even better next year. So, big tough break, but brought him on the trip because he's a big leader and he gets the guys in the dugout excited and guys love having him around. So, Sneeman steps in. Here's the pitch from Wise. Sneeman takes a fastball at 94 on the outside corner for call strike one. Sneeman has grounded out. And he has flown out in the ball game, 0 for 2. Daniel hitting from the left side. Here's the pitch. Sneeman a swing and a miss. 0 and 2. The Tigers have a right-hander and a left-hander throwing. 
as their bullpen is behind the left field wall. You can see a Sneeman fouls that one, kind of cues it. Yeah. Back behind home plate. Fortunately, just got a piece of it. He did, luckily there. Cougars' uh, bullpen is out over the right field wall. They've got that big 30-foot wall like a a mini Fenway Park green monster. This is more of a blue monster. And, but they've got a, a fence that you can see into the bullpen through that uh, through that big wall. You can see a couple of guys down there warming up. Sneeman takes that one up high. Yeah, actually went into the bullpen during practice yesterday, and it's kind of weird the way that that's built. It just has a metal roof over it about halfway up the wall that you can't see from this side, but it's like a wind tunnel. The wind just blows through those <laughs> openings there, and it looks freezing cold in there. It was cold last night in there. 1-2, Sneeman again. Tough up there, fouls one straight back. Cougars down 4 to nothing, but they've got runners at second and third base with nobody out here in the top of the sixth. Sneeman, Kringlin, and Favero, the next three guys up. Casey Mize, the right-hander from the windup. Here's the pitch. Sneeman pops it up in the infield catcher behind home plate and the wind's got it and the catcher cannot make the play what a break for the cougars a little bit of wind up there and boy when the ball's hit that high right behind home plate that ball's going to come back toward the infield and that was a prime example that catcher he missed that ball by five feet yeah you could tell that when he threw his mask off and he was camped under it that that ball's going to keep coming he was in the wrong spot and you knew right away "Uh oh that might drop and sure enough good break there hopefully daniel can find a way here to get a ball and put him in play and score a run. Yeah, make, make that, that make yeah. him pay on that boy, for Brett. Sure. Uh, right, you got to feel for him because we've seen that so many times through the years. That is a very very tough play with a spin on that ball. It all automatically comes back toward the infield. One ball, two strikes. Sneeman steps back in. Here's Mize's pitch. Sneeman a swing and a miss. Big strike out there by Mize. One man out. And Kringlin steps up. Keaton Kringlin is struck out in the first. Popped up to the second baseman in the fourth. That's where you need your leaders right now to step up and find a way. Brennan had a big double to get things kind of rolling, and now Keaton's got to find a way to drive in a couple runs. Casey Mize from the windup. And the pitch is outside, throw down to third, almost threw it away. Trying to get McIntyre a little too far off the bag. He got back in easily, and, the, boy, the catcher almost threw that in the left field corner. That, I think that would have scored two runners. It would have, yeah. The third baseman made a fantastic play going and getting that. Had to jump over McIntyre and yeah. down the lining. Somehow held on. One ball, no strikes. Pitch to Keaton. Checks a swing on a pitch. They say he did not go. 2-0 the count. Kringlin sitting on one RBI, as we've said. I'm I'm sure he'll be one of the leaders in RBIs by the end of the year. And, boy, it'd be nice to have him pick up a couple right here. Kringlin takes a fastball on the outside corner, 2-1. It's a good take. That ball's kind of outside borderline strike, and... Really couldn't do anything yeah, with it. 95 miles an hour. Here we are in the sixth inning. Boy, just an easy delivery, it really too. It is. 2 1. Kringlin swings at a slider. 2 and 2. 
Casey Mize with nine strikeouts so far. As he has been dynamite. In a little trouble here, though, as uh, Kringlin steps back in. Here's Mize's pitch. That's down low. Brett Wright did everything he could to make sure that ball didn't get get through him. Really good take by Kringlin. That's a good changeup. Hard pitch to take. Second baseman's kind of shifted towards the middle, and there's a big hole on the right side. If you just find a way to hit a ground ball to the right side, it's going to get two runs. Three balls, two strikes. Kringlin steps back in. Here's the pitch. Kringlin rips one to right field. That's going to drop in for a base hit. One run scores. They're going to hold Anderson at third base. So Kringlin with an RBI single. Great at bat right there by Kringlin. Went with a pitch off the plate a little bit. And singles in the Cougars' first run now 4-1. to one. Anderson at third base, Kringlin at first, and Favero coming up. But we are going to get a pitching change. We'll take a 90-second break. Be back with a new Tiger pitcher right after this on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. New pitcher for Auburn is Elliot Anderson. He's into the ballgame. He comes in for Casey Mize. Mize went uh, five and a third, gave up one unearned run, two hits, had nine Ks and one walk. So Mize, boy, he was everything that we expected out of him. A great pitcher, and you're going to be seeing him pitch uh, in pro baseball as we go throughout uh, his lifetime. Elliot Anderson is a left-hander, 6'3", 212-pounder out of Cartersville, Georgia. Uh, Wearing number 14 is Anderson as he is into the ballgame. Anderson, uh, two wins, no losses this year. 3.18 earned run average, uh, four appearances. He's thrown five innings, given up four hits, five runs, has four strikeouts. Opponents are only hitting 174 against Anderson, and he is brought in to face uh, Nate Favero. 4-1 as the Cougars are clawing back here. They've scored one so far here in the sixth. They've got runners at the corner. Still only one man out. Favero, the senior out of Vienna, Virginia, steps in. He is 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. He might be the happiest guy in the ballpark to see my sit down. For sure. (laughs) Need a big at-bat right here by him. Cut this lead in half. So Nate steps in. And the first pitch is outside ball one. The Cougars with Anderson at third. Kringlin at first. Auburn double play depth in the infield. Playing pretty shallow for Favero, especially in right field with that wind blowing out. And Nate rips one into left center field. This ball's going to drop in for a base hit. That's going to go to the wall. Kringlin's going to score all the way from first base. And Favero with a double. 4-3 now as the Cougars have put... Three on the board here in the sixth inning. Boy, Favero, just a line shot, got all the way to the wall. Yeah, and that's the deepest part of the park in the left center there where the left fielder couldn't cut it off. And because of it, Kringlin scored. That's a big-time clutch at bat, and we got a 4-3 ball game. Kringlin, or I mean Favero, just laced one, took a pitch just off the plate. Now uh, the head coach again, Butch Thompson, out, and we're going to have a right-hander be brought into the ball game. So, we're going to take another 90-second break. 
4-3 now Auburn over the Cougars in the sixth inning on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Well, the Cougars battling back here as they've scored three in the inning. BYU has scored three runs. They've got those three runs on three base hits. There's also been an error in the inning. Favero's standing at second base. He's a potential tying run. And Brock Hale is the hitter. The new pitcher is Calvin Coker, wearing number 23. He is a right-hander for the Tigers. Coker, uh, .84 earned run average. This will be his sixth appearance. Two wins, no losses on the year. He's thrown 10 innings. Well, yeah, it's interesting that, that they, I mean, they went right to their best reliever right away. Still a lot of baseball left, but they went right to him. Hey, this kid, 18 strikeouts in 10 innings. Yeah. This is his, uh, he has given up five hits, but only one run. Opponents hitting 143 against this kid. So interesting here in the sixth inning. As Brock Hale steps in, first pitch curveball inside corner for call strike one. Hale is 0 for 1 today. Yeah, he's kind of a funky delivery, 87-90 guy. Over the top curve, but he also has like a sidearm slur, slurve he likes to throw for strikeouts. 0-1-1, here's the pitch from Coker, and that ball's hammered. Left uh, third baseman makes the play on a line shot. Off the bat of Brock Hale. Boy, tough luck right there for Brock. Hit the ball as you can humanly, as hard as you can humanly hit the ball. And uh, Josh Anthony speared it for out number two, and that will bring uh, Jake Brown to the plate. Yeah, tough break again by Brock. Like you said, he smashed that ball. So Brown steps in. He has struck out and walked. Calvin Coker on the hill. And the Cougars have Favero at second base. And the first pitch outside, ball one. That is amazing. Coker, uh, when you look at his stats, I mean, he's every bit as impressive as, as Mize. And usually used a lot in late relief. That pitch is down low. Ball two. Brown's had some clutch at-bats for us this year. It's even come through here. We need it. Auburn's only got two saves on the year. Coker's got one of them. As Jake Brown takes the pitch way outside for ball three. On deck is the Cougar catcher, David Clawson. Brown, three balls, no strikes. And here's Coker's pitch, and that is down low, ball four. So four consecutive pitches to the left-hander, Brown, for balls, and that will bring Clawson up. David's looked comfortable. He's 0 for 2 tonight, but he's really swung the bat well against Mize. We'll see how he does here against uh, Calvin Coker. Yeah, he uh, he's put together some healthy swings. He's like he's not scared up there. Coker is a senior out of Kyle, Texas, and boy, it's it's hard to believe you got a guy 18 strikeouts yeah. that uh, they, they're still playing college baseball. This kind of arm. 
Usually this kid would be drafted and gone. Pitches down, low ball one. Five straight balls now by Coker. Now the catcher, Brett Wright out, and the shortstop, uh, Will Holland, coming in to talk with his uh, right-handed reliever. Well, both uh, Brown and Clausen now have done a really good job of sitting on that breaking ball and letting it drop for a ball, which, you know, why he's gotten strikeouts in the scouting report that we have is guys are swinging at that loopy curveball and getting into his counts to where he can put that put-away slider. So see if he's forced to throw a fastball now that we've taken a few breaking balls. Clausen steps in. 1-0 the count. Runners at first and second. The Cougars have pushed three across here in the sixth inning. Clausen takes the fastball up high at 87 for ball two. On deck for the Cougars is Brian Sue. That Cougar bench very excited right now up on the top step. As the Cougars have offensively have really put things together here in the inning. 2-0 pitch. Clausen hammers one. First baseman short hops it. Steps on the mound. I'll tell you. Auburn, a lucky team in that half inning. Cougars have really hit the ball hard. Cougars did get three. They got those three runs on three base hits. There was an error. Two men left. We are through five and a half. 4-3 Auburn over BYU on your Cougar Baseball Radio Network. New pitcher for the Cougars, Drew Zimmerman, comes into the ball game. Zimmerman Mori, number 24. He is a freshman at Lehigh High School product. Zimmerman, six foot, 170 pounder. Looked good in Hawaii so far this year. Zimmerman, uh, this will be his fourth appearance. Uh, no wins, a loss, 3.52 earned run average. He's thrown seven innings, given up five hits, has seven strikeouts. Opponents are only hitting 185 against the freshman. And Josh Anthony, the third baseman for Auburn, will step in. First pitch from Zimmerman, fly ball, right field. That ball's going to find the seats down the line. Yeah, and really the, the runs that Zim's given up this year was on one pitch. He gave up a home run at CSUN. Other than that, his outings have been really good, and Coach Littlewood has a lot of faith in this freshman, thinks he could be really good in the future and really good for us right now. 0-1-1, Anthony steps back in, curveball inside for a ball. Boy, big six inning for the Cougars could have been a much bigger their last two outs were just absolute rockets hit off of uh, Hale and, and Clausen. There's a ground ball up the middle, base hit by Josh Anthony. So Auburn, Auburn's Anthony singles up the middle, his second hit of the ball game. And that will bring to the plate uh, Brett Wright, the catcher. He's walked twice in the game. Auburn with three in the second inning, one in the fourth. Cougars came back with three in their half of the sixth inning here. Auburn with six hit, Cougars with three hits. Now timeout called by right at the plate, the catcher. Boy, it's so important. You get those three, you like to put a zero up on that yeah, other exactly. side of the board. Exactly. Keep that momentum going. Here's the pitch inside for ball one. Brett Wright's seen nine pitches. They've all been balls so far. 
let's just start with trying to find a strike to this kid and move on from there. Here's the 1-0. Inside, ball two. They have a, a big uh, time clock out in center field, and I think it's between batters. Yeah, it is. They give them 20 seconds to get in the box, which is a great rule, trying to speed the game up. That must be a, an SEC thing. I've never seen that anywhere else. Pitch is over for a strike, 2-1. and one. They also use it to time between innings. Yeah, that's awesome. So the umpires know how much time they need to give in order for TV, radio, you know, to, to be back on the air. Exactly. And that is awesome. It's good for pace of play and just being ready and prepared. I like it a lot. Two balls and a strike. Quick throw to first base. Back in safely is uh, Josh Anthony. They also have something else here that's new to us and that college baseball is trying. The SEC is the guinea pig this year. The pitching coach who calls pitches actually has a earpiece with the catcher and can just tell him pitches and doesn't have to give signals. Runner going, popped up in the infield. Anthony's going to have to go back. And uh, Sue came in and make, made the play. I think, uh, well, you never want the pitcher to make yeah. that catch. Yeah. It was right on the back of the mound. Sue, fortunately, was able to get, see the ball well off the bat and uh, came in and made the catch for out number one. So, yeah, going back to that, so, yeah, the pitching coach, whoever's calling pitches, has like a microphone that they get to talk into, and the catcher has an earpiece, so he can just say fastball outside, curveball inside. So you don't have to give any more signals or anything like that to speed up the pace of pitchers and catchers getting signals from the dugout. So they're trying it this year to see how they like it and for the rest of college baseball and maybe next year. Kind of like the quarterback yeah. with, a, with a helmet. Exactly. The only is swinging a miss. The only problem with it is that I was talking to their ops guy is, it's not a wireless system for the catcher. He has a wire that goes down the back of his jersey and the earpiece that goes up, so they haven't got the technology perfect yet. So he's, he's like, I hope that wire never gets in the way. So. I'm watching Trent, and he's still giving a series of signs with yeah, his so hands. Yeah, so Trent, we don't have that system. Only they get to oh, do it. Oh, I see. I thought we, I yeah, thought so we all. Yeah, we don't have okay. it. They, they gotcha. have it. So I wish we had it. It would be kind of cool to, to see how it yeah. worked. So we still have to use our old school system. Pitches down low. One ball and one strike to Jay Estes, center fielder. He's 0 for 1 today. Cougars and Tigers here from Auburn, Alabama. Game one of a three-game series. Ball hit well. Kringlin and left. However, right there makes the catch for out number two. Ball hit hard, but Kringlin had him played perfectly. And Edward Julian now will step in. So far, he's been their guy. Yeah, Julian's got all four RBIs. Three-run home run in the second. Sack fly RBI in the fourth. He's, like you said, a freshman, Quebec, Canada. He might be the last guy in the lineup you'd think you'd have to worry about. But he's put himself together a great game. Here's a pitch from Zimmerman with two men out, and the first pitch is at 91 miles an hour, just a little bit outside, ball one. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Zimmerman's got the sign, and that pitch is a little bit outside, ball two. The Cougars were playing behind 
Anthony there, and Anthony took a couple of big st- uh, strides before the pitch was thrown. Yeah, he almost had that stolen. Well, he ought to steal a base because he's about yeah. 20 foot off the bag, and the Cougars ought to try some kind of pickoff here. There it is. There's the pickoff, and they, Ooh, oh, man, wow. looked like they had him. Wow. First base umpire over there saying something to the dugout. I think he said he was juggling the ball, that he didn't actually have control of the ball. Yeah, I just showed the replay, and when Sue actually fielded it to go up, the ball kind of came up out of his glove, so I think that's why he called him safe. Two-strike pitch, ball fouled off, runner moving on the pitch. He had that one stolen for sure. It was he a did. great jump. He's, he's frustrated, like, come on, take that pitch. Well, 0-2, or I mean 2-1, they maybe ought to throw over there again. Yeah. Because there's no doubt Anthony is uh, leaning that direction. And Sue not right on the bag, but he's about three or four feet off the bag. So he's in good position to make a play. And here is the 2-1. The ball hit hard. Schneeman's got it. He'll throw to first for the out. And Auburn retired here in the inning. No runs, one hit. No errors, one man left. We are through six complete now. 4-3 Auburn over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. What's up, Cougar Nation? This is uh, Keaton Kringlin outfielder on the BYU baseball team and you are listening to the new skin BYU sports network go Cougars we'll go to the seventh inning here in Auburn Alabama Brent Norton Tuckett Slade as the Cougars down four to three Brian Sue will lead it off he'll be followed by Mitch McIntyre and then Brennan Anderson Sue steps in Against Calvin Coker in the first pitch, almost hit him inside for ball one. Yeah, fun inning last inning to finally get the bats going a little bit and chase the big guy. Had a chance to really add on a couple hard-hit balls, see if we can get back to that approach again. Sue steps back in, curve ball over for a strike, one and one. Sue is 0 for 2 on by way of an error in the, sec- in the third inning and grounded out in the fifth. As he steps in and there in the uh, seventh. Another curveball, another strike. One and two. Brian, a junior out of uh, San Ramon, California. Kind of battled injuries his entire career at BYU, but pretty healthy this year. Hits the ball again right at the shortstop who's got it. And he'll throw uh, Sue out. We're out number one here in the seventh, and that will bring uh, McIntyre to the plate. Mitch has struck out and been on by way of an error. Scored the Cougars' first run back in the sixth. Center fielder number six, Mitch McIntyre. So McIntyre will step in. And the first pitch outside, ball one. Third baseman right there playing a little cat and mouse with Mitch. He was playing really deep and wide, and all of a sudden as the pitch was thrown, he sprinted in on the grass and looked like he was waiting for a bunt. Here's the 1-0. Mitch takes a curveball over the inside corner, and the count evens up at a ball and a strike. 
Good crowd in the ballpark tonight. Cool evening here in Auburn. Ball hit right at the second baseman who's got it, Jarvis, and he'll throw McIntyre out. So quickly two men down here for the Cougars. And top of the order, Brennan Anderson. Really got things started in the sixth after the McIntyre on on by way of an airy. Hit one to the base of the wall in center field, a double. And that was followed by a Sneeman strikeout, but then Kringlin singled in a run, and Favero singled in a run. Here's the pitch to Anderson, and that's a curveball outside ball one. Brennan swinging at that pitch early in the game against Mize. He's laid off it. These last two at-bats and uh, looking much better up there. Swing and a miss. One ball, one strike. They're definitely giving him a steady amount of breaking balls this game, and so far it's paid off for them, except for the one time they threw a fastball for a strike. He made it hurt with a double. Here's the 1-1. Fastball inside corner, 87. So as we see... uh, Coker, not near the velocity that we saw out of Mize, but like you said, several locations, three-quarter sidearm, lots of different looks from the reliever Coker. Ball fouled over by the dugout of the Tigers. The count, uh, one ball, two strikes, two outs here in the top of the seventh. Good ball game. Auburn up 4-3 over BYU. Coker from the stretch. Pitch off the plate. Two and two. Here the crowd. Yeah, crowd didn't like it. That looked like a ball to me. The umpire's been pretty consistent tonight. Pitcher started walking off the mound, so that doesn't help the cause for the crowd. <laughs> the infield had all taken a couple yeah, of steps exactly, toward the dugout. Exactly. Here's the pitch to Anderson. Swing and a miss. He goes down on strikes. And the Cougars are retiring in the seventh in order. We're through six and a half. Four three Auburn over BYU on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Well now take a 10-second break for station identification. Go to the bottom of the seventh inning. Will Holland, number nine hitter for Auburn, steps in against uh, Drew Zimmerman. First pitch fouled at the plate. For strike one. So Zimmerman, the freshman out of Lehigh, came in, finished off the sixth, and now he goes 0 2 as a bunt attempt there by Holland is fouled straight back. Yeah, if he would have got that down, he might have been safe. Favero was playing a little bit deeper there. Kind of caught him off guard. Swing and a miss. Good curveball. Had him out in front. One man out. And now the top of the order, Luke Jarvis steps in. Jarvis is uh, 0 for 3. Grounded out, lined out, and has struck out in the game. 
First pitch is up a little bit high for ball one. That pitch is outside for ball two. Two-o pitch, little looper into right field. That's going to drop in front of right fielder Brock Hale. First hit of the night for Jarvis, and the seventh hit for Auburn in the ball game. And Stephen Williams will now step in. He's a freshman out of Albany, Georgia. He's 0 for 2 today. Lined out to left in the first. Grounded to Sue in the third and walked in the fifth. (coughs) First pitch is outside for ball one. One man out here in the seventh. Auburn clinging to a 4-3 lead over BYU. And here is Zimmerman's pitch. Ball fouled up and out of play. We talked about the giant parking structure down the left field line. It's it's quite a ways away from the ballpark. It really is. There are a couple of hundred people lined up on yeah. that parking structure watching this ball game. Pretty awesome. I don't know what they charge for tickets, but they must charge a lot. They must, they yeah. They must. Quick throw to first base, back in safely is uh, Jarvis. He's got a couple of stolen bases this year. One ball, one strike, one out. Here's Zimmerman's pitch, line drive, left field. That's the ball that's going to get in front of Kringlin. He'll get the ball back in safely, but not before a double by Stephen Williams. Yeah, good piece of hitting right there. Got his fastball out over the plate that he hit it where it was at. Kringland did a good job of cutting that off because I think if that gets to the wall, running from first may have a possibility to score. So runners are at second and third base. Coach Littlewood determining what he wants to do here with the guy at third base. Less than two minutes. Looks like he's going to bring the infield in behind by a run here late. The number three hitter, Brendan Venter, is the will step in. He's two for three today. And now they push the shortstop back. He's got it. The guy at third did not see him yeah. go back. Wow, great gamesmanship that, right there. That was a great play. Because Sheeman went back so late, third baseman thought he was in, so on that on that soft contact, he didn't go anywhere. He would have scored easy. No but doubt. Because of it, we got an out out of it. So great job. Schneeman took about five steps back just as the pitcher was in his windup, and it was hit right at him. Yeah. The guy at third waited. He thought he was in. <laughs> Great play defensively by the Cougars. And that will bring up Connor Davis. Now we've got to find a way to get out of this, make that really count. Here is Davis. He steps in, right-handed hitter. And that's a fastball just off the plate for ball one. 
Davis is uh, one for three, grounded into a double play his last time up. Pitch is grounded hard, foul down the third baseline. Pipe ball was hit so hard it popped up into the crowd and then popped back out onto the playing field. Yeah, he definitely was all over that one. Cougars with it looks like a right-hander in the pen. We cannot tell. Our vantage point to that bullpen can't tell who it is. Yeah, you can't see it at all. Here's the 0-1. Strike two call. And Zim- yeah, two and one actually is the count. I thought it was. I thought those were the first two pitches that he had thrown to him. It's showing one and two on the board. Here's the one two. Boy, another good pitch just off the plate. Good eye there by Connor Davis. I think that's Blake Inouye out there. I'm not 100 percent sure though. By, by by his body, it looks like that. Two balls, two strikes, two outs, two on. Here's the pitch. Another pitch that's down low. Three and two. On deck is Josh Anthony, the third baseman. We got first base open here, so you can really go to your best pitch to strike him out. Anthony, the guy up on deck, has got a couple of singles in the game. And here's Zimmerman from the windup. Great pitch on the outside corner. He gets him. Zimmerman, good job for Auburn in the inning. No runs, two hits, no errors. Two big runners left on. We're through seven. 4-3 Auburn over BYU on your Cougar Baseball Radio Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. the eighth inning. Daniel Sneeman leads it off for the Cougars. Calvin Coker still on the hill for Auburn. Cougars down by a run 4-3. First pitch to Sneeman. Fastball on the outside corner. Boy, he's got that uh, kind of that uh, slinging action that runs away from that left-handed hitter. You can see it right there. Just caught the corner. In fact, it looked like it might have been a little off the corner. Pitch is outside. One ball and one strike. Third basemen love to play our lefties way off the line there. You could easily get a hit down the line just slapping it that way. 1-1 pitch. Neiman takes a pitch. It's outside ball two. Schneeman, Kringlin, Favero do up here in the eighth. Two, three, and four in the order. Auburn undefeated this year. Nine wins, no losses. They are nationally ranked as Schneeman swings and misses. And the count now, two balls and two strikes. Cougars scored all three of their runs in the sixth inning. Daniel fouls that one into the Cougar dugout. As BYU and Auburn, first time ever these two teams have played in baseball. Cougars all-time in SEC. It's kind of really hard to believe, but they're eight wins, eight losses. Wow. They've uh, represented themselves very well against this good baseball conference as Sneeman swings and misses for the first out here in the eighth. 
That's the 11th strikeout of Cougars. Nine by Mize, two by Coker here so far. As Kringlin steps in, he had an RBI single his last time up. Takes the pitch on the outside corner for a call strike one. Boy, this guy has got some uh, a good arm. Yeah, he definitely does. Good action on that breaking ball. Shows you how important they felt like this first yeah, game was. Bring sure. him in right out of the right out of the shoot. Pitch is down low for a ball. Might feel like they'd have him ready again for well tomorrow the doubleheader. So yeah. I, pretty tough to bring him back on the next day. Keep thinking of a three-game series over yeah, three days. No kidding. Kringlin fouls the pitch off. You know, uh, Cougars. I'm sure the only team in the nation to have played three doubleheaders in the last yeah, three it's weekends. A lot of lot of baseball on one day. That's for sure. Kind of have to do it early to get your games in. One and two the count. Kringlin, the Cougar right fielder, steps back in. Pitch is down low, two and two. Calvin Coker, the senior. Taking quite a bit of time now. He rocks and fires. And that pitch on the outside corner for call strike three. So Coker strikes out Sneeman, strikes out Kringlin. Now Favero steps in. Coker out of Kyle, Texas. Yeah, he's funky. He pitches backwards and then tries to sneak his fastball by, and that's what he kind of did right there. Kind of caught Kringlin off guard. First pitch to Favero's over for a strike. Another breaking pitch. There's not too many fastballs that Keaton Kringlin was going to take, so obviously he was sitting (laughs) breaking ball. Here's the 0-1 to Favero. Popped up. Now to play. Well, the big blow of the game has been the three-run home run. It has, yeah. That's the difference right now. By Auburn, and that's uh, that's the difference in this game. Cougars scored their three, put together a bunch of hits in the sixth. And Nate had our big blow with that two do- that double for two ribbies. Pitch to Favero, hit up the middle, second baseman over, has got it. Throws the first in time for the out. Cougars retired in order here. In the eighth, we are through seven and a half innings. 4-3 Auburn over BYU on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Back here as we go to the bottom of the eighth inning. Josh Anthony, Brett Wright, and Jay Estes, the three hitters for Auburn. On your new skin, BYU Sports Network, AM 960. Tomorrow's games, all, both of those will be on AM 960. Tune in tomorrow, 11 a.m., Utah time. And we'll have both those games, BYU-Auburn baseball for you. Josh Anthony steps in. 
Anthony's got a couple of hits. He's two for three today. New pitcher for the Cougars, Jake Sudruth. Sudruth, a J.C. transfer, has come in. He was an All-American last year in junior college as a closer. I think he had, what, 17 saves last year. So this kid had a big save in Hawaii last weekend, a swing and a miss. 0-2. Jake Sudruth wearing number 43, 6'4", 200-pounder out of Queen Creek, Arizona. As I mentioned, Sudruth, he is the king of the slider. This kid loves to throw that pitch. And it's a good one. There's, there it is again, and that pitch is a little bit outside for ball one. Yeah, he's got really good stuff. Fastball's got a lot of movement both ways, in and out, and then that really good slider. Have to rely a lot on him now that uh, Riley's out yeah, for the year. Yeah, he's going to be the guy. Or closer by committee, you know, whoever steps up. But Sudruth definitely has that experience in uh, J.C. ball. Ball's fouled off, and the count uh, remains at uh, one ball and two strikes to Josh Anthony. Auburn leading 4-3 as we play the bottom of the eighth inning here from Auburn, Alabama. There's that slider just off the plate. Two balls, two strikes. Really good take right there because out of the hand, that looks like a good pitch to hit and broke out of the zone real sharp. Two and two. Sudruth has got the sign from Clawson. Here's the pitch. Boy, just missed. Came back with a fastball. I think he fooled the umpire there. He'd seen so many sliders. Looked like a pretty good pitch. It definitely fooled Anthony. Well, three balls, two strikes, the count. And here's the pitch. Ball hit pretty well, deep right field. Matt goes Brock Hale on the track, makes the catch for the out. I think earlier in the ballgame that ball yeah, might probably, have been out. Probably would have. A little cooler air, the wind's blowing a little bit more toward right. Ball hit hard by Anthony, but uh, Brock Hale able to run it down for yeah. out number one. The crowd's reaction made me feel like that's going to be out of here. So, I like it when those balls stay in the play in the park. That's for sure. Brett Wright now steps in. Wright, the catcher, first pitch up high for ball one. Eighty-nine on that fastball by Jake Sudruth. Here's the pitch from Sedrith, and that ball's fouled up and out of play. Cougars uh, return home next week for the long-awaited home opener against Nebraska-Omaha. First game next Thursday at 5 p.m. So make sure you come out. Pitch is a little bit low and uh, see the first game ever played on the new turf field there at uh, Larry Miller Field. Yeah, we're excited about it. Really excited about getting back home and getting to sleep in our own bed a little bit and play on that beautiful field. Here's the pitch. Ball hit hard. Schneeman's got it. 
And he'll throw to first for the out. So next Thursday at 5, Friday at 5, and then Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Three games at home, and then Utah Valley at home on the 13th. And then the conference games start, Loyola Marymount 15th, 16th, and 17th at home. I like playing those California schools early in in Provo, that's for sure. And then you got Gonzaga the next weekend. It couldn't have been set up any better for the Cougars. There's a ball hit right back to Sudruth. Good inning for Jake as he retires him three in a row. We're going to go to the ninth. Auburn leading 4-3 on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Hey, BYU baseball fans, you are listening to BYU Baseball on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Here's Brett Norton. Go Cougs. Well, we go to the ninth inning here in Auburn, Alabama. Cougars down 4-3. Their last chance to tie it up or, or take the lead. Brock Hale will lead it off. Brock is 0 for 2. Last time a hit a rocket that the third baseman snared. That would have tied the game up with a base hit. So Hale steps in and he fouls one into the Auburn dugout. Four strike one. Calvin Coker still in the game. Looking for his second save of the year. Coker now with 21 strikeouts on the year for this team in basically a relief roll. Pitch is a little bit low, one ball and one strike. You can see why they went right to him when, you know, the damage was going on there in that sixth inning. Well, it's funny we talked about it. Why would you bring him in this quick? But uh, you can kind of see now why it wasn't just for a, a batter or two. He wanted him to finish the game out as Hale swings and misses. And the count goes to one and two. Jake Brown is on deck, and then David Clausen is in the hole. Ball hit hard right at the shortstop again. Holland's got it, throws to first for the out. Shortstop, Holland playing well over in the hole in that six hole. And, boy, the Cougars have hit a number of balls right at him. Normally... If you're playing a normal shortstop, that ball would be a tough play to make. Yeah, for sure. He's pulled well over. It's in that a couple times tonight where on our guys, he's been pulled in that six hole. One man out, and Jake Brown comes up. Brown has struck out and walked twice in the game, and Brown hits this ball hard. First baseman off the glove, and Cougars are going to get a base runner. They'd probably give that an air as well. Even though it was hit pretty hard, they'd probably give that an air as well. Yeah, it looked like a, a playable ball right there. We'll get a pinch runner too. They still have not uh, shown on the board. Yes, they are going to go E3. That is the third air of the ball game on Auburn. And the Cougars are going to bring in a pinch runner for Cam Richens. Guy can really fly at first base. And Clausen coming up. David's 0 for 3, but he's he's really swung the bat well. Really has. Last time up, just hit another shot down the first baseline that the first baseman made a play on. So the potential tying run at first base now for BYU. One man out. And Clausen steps in. He squares the bunt, bunts the ball down the first baseline. Third baseman's got it, throws the first in time for the out. 
Interesting. Not sure if Dave, my guess is he did that on his own. You can see uh, uh, Coach Pratt, first base coaching box, looking and talking to David. Yeah, and Coach from the third base box is giving him the, the look like, what are you doing there? We're not going to try to bunt in that situation. Boy, Anthony got up quickly on that ball. It was a good bunt. But David, with a run down and the type of hitter he is, you want him hitting the ball in an alley somewhere. And Trent Pratt, first base coach, still talking with him in the dugout. Now the head coach for Auburn out. Yeah, it looks like Dave probably missed his sign right there, the way Trent's talking to him. Yeah. It's a bad time to, yeah. to miss a sign, that's for Trent, sure. Trent went into the dugout and is continuing to carry on that conversation. So Clawson moves the runner-up. He'll be credited with a sacrifice bunt. And that leaves it up to Brian Sue here. Base hit to try to score the game-tying run here in the ninth. You know, I, I, I could see that. And I, to tell you the truth, I didn't notice the third baseman where he was playing. Yeah. We're going to have a pinch hitter for Sue. It's going to be McKay Jacobson. McKay Jacobson's going to come on and pinch hit for Brian Sue. So McKay Jacobson into the ball game. McKay has had seven at-bats this year, does not have a hit. Does have an RBI. Yeah, it's hit some balls hard this year. Had a couple of hard hits in Hawaii, just couldn't find a couldn't find a hit. So a real opportunity for McKay Jacobson wearing number eleven. He's a junior, Flower Mound, Texas product. Hitting from the left side against the right-handed offerings of Calvin Coker. Good speed with Cam Richens at second base, and Jacobson steps in. First pitch outside corner curveball for strike one. Well, top of the ninth. Cougars have got the tying run at second. And Jacobson, the pinch hitter up there. Coker working very slowly. Here's the pitch. Jacobson fouls this one down the first base side. So 0-2 the count. Now the crowd's going to get up. One pitch away from potential victory for Auburn here. And the Cougars one hit away from... Tying this one up. Yep. I like this matchup, though. McKay hits pitchers like this really well. You can get a pitch elevated here. You can hit a ball in the gap. 0-2. Coker resets himself on the mound. As the Cougars trying to battle back after being down 4-0 here early in this ball game. And here is Coker's 0-2 pitch. Jacobson swings, foul tips it. I think that might have popped out of the catcher's yeah, glove. Yeah, it did, definitely did. So Jacobson's still alive at the plate. Came with a fastball right there on the outer half that McKay just barely fouled off. Wouldn't be surprised if it goes back to that uh, either elevated fastball or a curveball down. Every game the Cougars have played except one have been a two runs or less. Yep. Lots of tight games, and we've got another one going here tonight. Here's Coker's pitch. Ball hit 
down the left field line. That ball is going to be fall in foul territory. Good effort by Josh Anthony, the third baseman. Just wasn't quite able to get there. It landed about a couple of feet in front of the stands. So Jacobson's still alive. Oh, I love this time as a hitter. So fun. It's what you, you play for, you know. You, you want the opportunity to have a chance to, to tie slash win a game. No balls, two strikes, two outs. And Jacobson back in. Here's the pitch. Way outside for a ball. One and two the count. Remember, we'll be back on the air tomorrow, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, with the doubleheader. Those games will just be on ESPN 960 with the uh, BYU basketball team in action tomorrow in the conference tournament. So Jacobson steps back in. Coker set at the belt. And here's the one-two. Up high, ball two. Two balls, two strikes. Carl Anthony, the third baseman, he just makes me laugh. Yeah, every every, every call an umpire makes, he's jumping up and down, bouncing around, smiling, talking to the third base umpire. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> he's got a lot of energy out there, that's for sure. He was even like that in the on-deck circle with a guy uh, in the batter's box. 2-2. Two, two. Ball three. Good at bat by Great Jacobs. Bat. Really making him work out there. Come in in the ninth inning with two outs, runner on second. Haven't played all day and puts together a really good at-bat. McIntyre, the center fielder, is on deck for the Cougars. Outfield's playing normal depth. They're not, they're not deep at all, so a hard hit ball in the outfield, it'd be a good play at the plate. But also a hard hit ball could fall over could their head. A, yeah, could get in a gap and do some real damage. 3-2. Jacobson grounds the ball. Big one hopper out to the first baseman. Steps on the bag, and that's it. Auburn goes to 10-0 on the year. Cougars drop to 5-4 as Auburn defeats the BYU Cougars 4-3. We'll be back with a postgame report right after this on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. That's the last out. Steer right. Now let's hear from the players and coaches in your BYU baseball postgame show. Here's Brent Norton on the BYU Radio Sports Network. All right, back here uh, at uh, Hitchcock Field on the campus of Auburn University as Auburn goes to 10-0 on the year, a 4-3 win over BYU. Cougars dropped to 5-4 on the year. Unfortunate for the Cougars, boy, they got off to a rough start but started swinging the bats well and they just couldn't quite get over the top as BYU uh, loses to Auburn by a score of 4-3 to three here in uh, Alabama. Uh, Auburn, of course, uh, um, an SEC school and uh, jumped into the rankings this week uh, as they have uh, started off uh, uh, having, a, having a great year here um, in the SEC. We're hoping to have uh, Coach Mike Littlewood uh, join us up here in, in the press box. We'll wait and see uh, who makes their way up. But uh, uh, Cougars fell behind here early by a score of 4 to nothing. The big blow was a three-run home run by uh, Julian Edward. Ed, Edward Julian, I mean. 
and uh, he had one hit on the day. That was a three-run shot. He also had a sacrifice fly for an RBI, so he was responsible for all four runs that Auburn pushed across. The Cougars got on board in the third inning, or in the sixth inning, with three runs, uh, led by a Favaro two-run double and a Keaton Kringlin single that knocked in a run. And uh, they got three, and then they had guys in scoring position when both uh, uh, couple of t- couple of balls hit very very hard were were outs one by Clawson, and that was uh, really it for the Cougars. The Cougars did put a guy on at second base with uh, one man out or two men out in the ninth inning, and McKay Jacobson just unable to to push him across. So uh, good ball game. See Coach uh, Littlewood making his way up here. A great environment here, over 3,000 in the ballpark here today on a nice evening for baseball. And uh, we're going to be joined by uh, Coach Littlewood. Uh, Coach, appreciate you uh, making your way up. Uh, again, first game of this three-game series. It was kind of, I think, what we expected. Um, uh, Casey Mize certainly didn't uh, uh, disappoint me. I mean, you could see that kid just dynamic stuff. And, boy, he, he had your Cougars shut down for the first three, four, five innings. Well, you know, he was as advertised for sure, if not better. Tonight he had uh, four pitches he was throwing for strikes. And we were wondering what, you know, his fastball was 93-96, and we were wondering what that 90-mile-an-hour 90 pitch was. Um, and it ended up being a cutter. We didn't even have a cutter on our scouting report, but it was uh, – I think he's trying to develop that pitch right now. But he was – I mean, he was basically like Corey Abbott was last year. It had that feel. You know, fortunately, he got a little tired, and we got a walk, and then B smoked that ball, gave us a little life. Um, and I, I was proud of the guys for just kind of battling, persevering. Doing a good job. We missed two signs tonight that weren't put on, and and you know Brian stolen when we're down three zero gets thrown out, and uh, and then Clawson bunts. You know I don't know. I still don't know where his head was on that, but obviously that's not a bunt situation, and and it hurt us. You know it cost us a game potentially. You know the funny thing is the third baseman. I didn't even notice where he was playing because it happened on the first pitch. Yeah. So I don't know if he was up or back. I mean like. I guess potentially that might be a play if he's back on the grass somewhere because it wasn't a bad bunt. But but I yeah. totally agree. I mean it's it's well, not the time to do that. And and it's all, it was you know he sacrificed. He squared early. Dave yeah. slow. It just we're not going to bunt him. It's just not yeah. a bunt situation for him. And and uh, it's very 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 frustrating to 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 fight battle scratch claw whatever you want to call it. Put yourself with the with the tying run on base in the in the you know ninth, ninth inning against a top twenty team. And have a chance to win and, and do something stupid like that, it's, it's really not, not good. You know, Coach, uh, sixth inning, when you look at that key, I mean, you had some big at-bats right there. Kringlin single. Favero smokes a double into the left center field alley that scores two. And then Hale, your next two guys up, Hale and, and Jake Brown, both just ha- – not Brown walked. And then Lawson got up and yep. hammered one. Yep. I mean, those two balls were as hard as any balls hit the entire night. Yeah, and, they were. Uh, boy, you were you were inches away from taking the lead right there. <laughs> we were, and, and they were both short hop, both tough yeah. short hop plays that, that both corner guys made great plays on. Um, but I, you know, I feel like, man, we 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 came in against one of the best pitchers in in the country, if not the best pitcher in the country, and just battled our tails off. And and what I liked is they go up three early. Jordan, I thought Jordan did a decent job. You know, he ran his pitch count up to around ninety, so I didn't I didn't want to really extend him too much and. Uh, Drew's kind of our been our go go to hey. guy a little bit. Come in and chew a couple innings yeah. up. And Throwing ninety one, ninety two. I yeah. mean, the kid's got it. He you did can a, just feel it. He did exactly what we wanted him to do to keep us close. And then we were kind of playing it backwards just a little bit, bringing Jake in to keep us close and give us a chance. And it it scripted out very very well for us. 
you know, and then we make some bonehead stuff in the ninth inning that just just hurt us. I mean, it's fr- going to be a frustrating night. Well, it was too bad, uh, but boy, what a great environment, uh, great experience for your team being yeah. here, being in this kind of environment. And, uh, you know, just toughen them up, I mean, yeah. as, as the season goes on, for sure. Well, and I told I told Trent just in the fifth inning, I said, we need to see these type of arms. You know, the lefty comes in throwing 89-90, and, and they're trying to go left-left matchup with Nate, and he really stays on that fastball and smokes it to left center field. That was a great, great at-bat. Uh, but just to... I think for, for for Brendan Anderson, he goes up there and he he looked horrible his first couple yeah. at bats, and then he just kind of regroups. That's a senior for you. Regroups, gets a pitch to hit, puts a good swing on it, and just kind of sparks us a little bit. And that's what this team's going to do. We're not going to give up. Um, and, and and again, you want W's. That's what it's all about. But but great experience and uh, you know just a, a great environment to come into. Nobody liked us here, and it was kind of nice. <laughs> you know uh, the Coker kid. We were a little surprised they. They brought him in as early yeah. as they did. I yeah. mean, you look at his stat. His stat line is actually better than Mize's stat line. He had more strikeouts than, than Mize in less innings. Yeah. And you can see why a senior, I don't know how he's still in, in college baseball with the kind of stuff that he has, that little backdoor slider against yeah. left hander. Very, 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 very tough. And he, then he's got that low three-quarter arm angle that the ball, he's got good, good arm side run, uh, just kind of kind of fights in on, on right-hander's bats, and then it, it, that slider dives into left-hander's feet. He really is a pretty tough, you know, and I think right there, Brian's been doing a good job, but, I mean, to, to, for McKay to go in, who I thought just battle, had a really good at-bat right there, um, you know, gave us everything we could possibly want out of that at-bat that at except a hit. Um, you know, it just it kind of, it, it was great. But he, he ran his pitch count up to 50 pitches, which I don't think we'll see him tomorrow, which is kind of nice. But, yeah. they, you know, they, they have veteran guys that can come out of the pen and get things done. And the big lefty, uh, Anderson, was, it was good as well. I mean, he just left the pitch up a little bit, and Nate did a good job with that pitch. Well, Coach, hey, uh, this just makes him excited for tomorrow's doubleheader. I mean, fun environment. Uh, I know you're disappointed now. I mean, the mental mistakes are what? You know, it's not the physical errors that, that bug you. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's that mental stuff that kind of drives you up a wall. Well, you can be perfect mentally. I mean, that's the one thing. I, we know you're not going to be perfect defensively. Um, by the way, Schneeman played great defense tonight, I mean, again and again. Uh, and I thought we, I thought overall we turned double play, did, did a nice job defensively overall. But but the mental stuff is just it's tough because, I mean, we've, we've worked on signs every single day since September 6th, and that's just a simple, simple thing. And, Especially when when a sign's not put on, I can see you know maybe hit and run when we're supposed to bunt and whatever. Well, actually, I can't even see that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I guess I'm just making excuses. But but to to do something that in that situation, you almost have to step out of the box and go hold it. That's not the right play. Are you sure you want me to do that play yeah. again? And so the whole thing's a little bit frustrating for me, as you can tell. Okay, well, Coach, hey, uh, fun fun night. I know I had a tough loss, but uh, again, good environment. Uh, loved how the guys battled back. Uh, they well, did. It's fun seeing a kid that can throw like that, effortless. Yeah. Uh, you know you're going to see him at the next level pretty quick here. So. Yeah. Uh, but, again, uh, good things for tomorrow and uh, come back quick and uh, play a couple. Yeah, I think, you know, it, unless he gets hurt, Casey Mize, you'll, you'll see him on a, on a major league roster. I mean, it could be this. It, it, could, it could be the be end of this year. year. Yeah. yeah, it could be at the end of this year. He's, he's, a, he's a big-time arm. But we'll come back ready to go tomorrow, Brent. All right, Coach. Hey, appreciate you coming up. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. You betcha. Coach uh, Mike Littlewood, Cougars uh, lose this one by a score of 4-3. to three. BYU uh, and Auburn putting on a, a great baseball game here tonight. Auburn, four runs, eight hits, three errors. Cougars, three runs, three hits. Uh, BYU did not uh, commit an error. The winner is Casey Mize. He goes to 3-0 and on the year. Uh, Jordan Wood takes the loss. Uh, he's now uh, no wins and one loss. And Coker picks up the save. I'd like to thank Cole back at the station for all his great work. 
uh, over our uh, network of stations. And uh, just remind fans, we'll be back on the air tomorrow. ESPN 960, 11 a.m., game one uh, and game two of the doubleheader here from Auburn, Alabama. With that, we'll say so long from Auburn.